Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. In today's episode, I want to talk about waiting and the anxiety of waiting. This is a very familiar term. Waiting and anxiety come up together all the time. I get a lot of email about the distress that comes up from all different kinds of waiting. So today I wanted to talk about it a little bit more and to see if there are some ways that we can get to feeling like we can handle this kind of waiting. It's more of the idea of, I can't deal with this, this feeling, right? That, that really perpetuates the cycle of the anxiety and the adrenaline and the more fear. So we can break that. And I want to talk about it specifically how to do that today around waiting. Waiting can feel like torture for somebody with anxiety. So much uncertainty, so much vast open space of possibilities. When we feel like we can fall into this vast open nothingness as we wait for anything, anything from a medical test result to an election result to our turn in line at the grocery store. All of these can be triggering in so many other situations also. But why on earth does this feel so challenging, right? We have done what we could, right? And now it's out of our hands. So it seems like we should be able to just let go and wait in peace. But maybe there is more to it than that. When anxiety rears its head while we wait, let's see if anxiety has got something for us. There are different types of anxiety that can arise while waiting, and perhaps you have one of the following type of issues happen to you. First off, you care. Of course you care. And you don't care just a little bit. You care a lot. Anxiety doesn't hound us about things that are unimportant. Often the anxiety that we are feeling is because we care a lot. And it reserves itself for the things that we care most about. Our future, the people in our lives, our communities, our deepest values. I see this over and over again. People have different triggers for where their anxiety lands, and it's always someplace that's very important to them. So feeling this means you care about something. So simply embracing what you care about can help you to channel your feelings more directly. Even reframing your language and putting worries into caring statements, such as if you were worried about an election, you could say, I care about our country's leadership, or I care about my future and the opportunities that my future holds. I care about my health and my well-being. I care about my children or my loved ones. We might not know what's going to happen, but recognizing how we care and care deeply can actually help to ease some of our angst and stop us from adding more fuel to the fire. 
The second one I want to talk about is you don't believe that you can handle the outcome. Now, I know this is pretty common. Deeply rooted in your heightened anxiety is almost always the irrational belief that you won't be able to handle the undesired outcome. The trick here is to tease out the outcome from how we handle it. Okay. So as you think and worry about an undesirable outcome, let your mind mull over how you will handle it and what you will do differently if the worst case scenario occurs. So that would be devising plan B and even plan C. This gives your anxiety the productive outlet that it's craving. And studies have shown that this helps. Knowing you will learn from whatever happens is the foundation of growth mindset. And this is yours for the taking. So have plan A, which is your desired outcome, but then have plan B and plan C. Mull it over, write it out in your journal, and then let it be set to rest because you have already considered the possibilities of how you will handle the undesired outcome. Next, deep down, you know that you may not have done all that you could, right? Sometimes this could be true. For those struggling with anxiety panic, there will always be a nagging list of those things that you could have done but didn't. Those emails you could have worded better, the conversation that could have been smoother, or the opportunities left on the table. This kind of second guessing is a natural part of reviewing a situation and learning from our mistakes, but only as far as it helps us learn for the next time. Ruminating and obsessing keeps us stuck in the past and can escalate our anxiety, but a moderate amount of anxiety or worry can be useful in focusing on the present and future. It's not so much about what you did or didn't do as it is about what you can do now, preparing for that next career opportunity um, or application process or a political race, being honest with what you did well and what you can improve on is how you can channel the anxiety into meeting better expectations in the next challenge. So what you're doing is instead of just worrying and just having these thoughts rolling around, let them make some productive forward motion for you. Make your anxiety work for you. And finally, in focusing too much on the outcome, we squeeze out our gratitude in wanting something so badly. It's easy to ignore the success and the blessings that are all around us. Thanks to our negativity bias again, we are more likely to focus on our problems than our successes, and that's just how we are built. The anxiety of wanting something presents a unique opportunity to ask yourself and to notice what you already have for which you are grateful. Gratitude has been shown to be a salve for almost all things negative. Instead of focusing on negative outcomes next time, why not find the blessing in it? You might just find a bit of gratitude can help you rebalance your perspective. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? 
I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. So we can run into the anxiety of waiting where we have really lost our patience sometimes. And while we have so little, we are stuck in a situation that is demanding even more patience from us. It's a horrible feeling. You have no patience and the situation at hand requires a ton of it. When we find an obstacle between something we need or want, we may begin to experience discomfort or stress. While discomfort in and of itself is not dangerous, the anxious mind may perceive it to be so. Whether you're in the grocery line and the person ahead of you is struggling with doing something like writing a check and that actually happened to me. I was the one writing the check because I had lost my debit card at one point. And so we never know why that person is struggling to write the old-fashioned check, but it happens. And the line is getting longer and people are waiting. Or you could be waiting for an email reply to a critical request or you know, just something from work or personal life that you're waiting for that email, you keep checking, going back to it, going back to it. Well, these are things that are asking us to be more patient, and we just don't have it. So what I have today is I have some tools and some ideas to help you to keep those little anxious embers from bursting into full-fledged panic fires. So It's mindfulness that can really help us out here. I know we talk about it a lot, but being really practical with it will help you to practice it even when you don't feel like practicing, but life is throwing something at you, such as waiting in line. One of the benefits of a regular mindfulness meditation practice is that it's easier to find mindfulness in these stressful waiting moments than if you don't sit regularly. So what I'm saying here is that your regular practice of when you're peaceful and calm at home and you go and do your 10 minute, 20 minute meditation sit is what helps you when you are struggling in the grocery store or waiting for that email. 
Believe it or not, we need to practice first. The daily sit is how we reinforce the connection and strengthen it day by day so it is robust and easy to access in our daily lives. Mindfulness can help us redirect that knee-jerk victim cry of why me feeling and put us back in the driver's seat of our actions and responses. It helps us to have just enough space to respond versus to that knee-jerk reaction of fear and anger. So here's a couple things for you to try. Be with and breathe through the uncertainty. Yeah, I know it's not easy, but you got to be there and wait anyway. When something unexpected happens, we often put pressure on ourselves to quickly revise our master plan. Instead of rushing to get perfect results or sidestep negative ones, we can choose to pause, slow down, and in doing so, give ourselves a better chance to see what options are available to us at the moment. This, in turn, lowers our chance of augmenting our stress. Try feeling the breath on the inhale and feeling it exhale for just three or five full breaths. Slowing down and extending the exhale as long as possible. This not only slows down your thinking mind, but also sends the message that there is no danger here to your brain. Next, weight on purpose with little weights. This is practice. You could try the following when you are on hold for a call or you're waiting for your computer to start. Be aware that you are waiting and that you don't need to fill the moment with a distraction. Each of these opportunities prepares your mind for the more significant moments you will have to wait, like waiting for your kids to settle down to go to sleep or waiting for an important meeting to start or waiting for traffic to begin to move forward again. Patience is a practice, and the anxious mind will tell you you don't have any patience, but you do, and you have enough to build on. So make an effort to build your patience muscle by being aware and calm in the small weights. The next one, extend a little love and kindness. Through smiling, laughter, connecting with those around you, positive emotions can undercut the feelings of irritation and build a sense of community with others around you. They also need to wait. So why go it alone? This is a bit tricky these days, as you may want to retreat into your phone as soon as you feel some distress starting to build, but it's also helpful to extend that love and kindness to yourself. The weight may be making you late and you may be being hard on yourself, but resist the urge to be hard on yourself and give to yourself as you would to another in that same situation. You deserve it. No matter what you discover about anxiety or its meaning for you, the important thing to remember is that anxiety is going to give you some energy to do something to solve it. Almost anything that chips away at the problem will also allow anxiety an outlet and thus deliver you the control you crave in facing the not knowing. So don't be afraid to tap into your anxiety of waiting for something you value. 
This is what it feels like to care and put that caring into action. And now for today's quote. Patience is necessary, and one cannot reap immediately where one has sown. And that's from Soren Kierkegaard. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at theanxietycoachespodcast.com.